This episode of the Elder Geek Game Club is brought to you by Gamersgate. Download games anytime, anywhere. Visit Gamersgate.com. Welcome back to Elder Geeks Game Club. This is episode number 15. My name is Steve Wilkinson, and with me, as always, is Phil Summers. Phil, how are you tonight? Great. How are you? I'm doing well, and back in the saddle, we have Randy with us, editor, owner, man in charge at eldergeek.com. Randy, good to have you back. How you doing? Thank you. I'm coming down from my MAGFest high, but, uh, you know, reality's kicking back in. Oh, that's good. That's the sad, <laughs> sad thing about vacations and holidays and got to come back to reality eventually. This is the uh, first show we're doing for uh, 2012. It's a brand new year. Woo! 012. Yeah. And uh, so a brand new year, lots of brand new games coming out. So uh, Brand new games that we probably won't play on Game Club. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of indie games coming out this year. I don't know if you guys have like just seen what's what's coming, but there is a wave. We, we could probably do Game Club twice a week and still not cover all the indie games that are coming out. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, any, if last year was any indication, I mean, the amount that came out last year alone, and then this year definitely uh, should should be a lot. A lot. So, um, as we mentioned, this is the Game Club, and uh, if you're not familiar with it already, what we do is we, we have a game, uh, we play it over a couple of weeks, and then we get together, we record this podcast, and we kind of share our thoughts about it. Not really an official review, so to speak, but uh, just kind of a informal chat between friends about a, uh, about a, <laughs> a common playing experience. And yes. uh, this time around, we played the game uh, Pateri 1977. I have no idea if that's how you say the first word. Yeah. That's how I was saying Pateri it. Pateri sounds Pateri. right. Pateri. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, this was an indie game, um, uh, Flash game. And uh, Phil, why don't you give us a little backstory on it? So it is Flash. I didn't. I, it's not in my uh, my backstory here. It's a Flash game. Yes. Okay. Um, so it's developed by I Like Sci-Fi. It's the name of the company. Um, direct from their Facebook page. I'm just going to read here. Um, Jurgen Brunner is a European guy. He started the game Pateri as his diploma project at the University of Applied Sciences. Uh, he was going for multimedia art. Uh, together with his friend and colleague, Dominic Grosslinger. He did the graphics, uh, and he created the first demo of how the world of Pateri would look like. I guess that's what Dominic did. Uh, Jurgen does both the audio and programming for his games. He's worked on a couple other games, and I have not played them. Have you guys played these? Ace of Mace? I've heard of Ace of Mace, but I uh, haven't played it. No, no okay. So you actually did hear of it, though. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I have not heard of or played this other one, Aratatat. Aratatat. Uh, Aratatat. Like, uh, a, I watched a video of it. It's like a metal sluggish-looking thing. Hmm. The shooter. Uh, don't be too excited. 
Mm. Sorry, Jurgen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was previously a video game tester. And Pateri itself, it's a 2D physics-based platformer. And it kind of has like a light Metroid-inspired level design. And that's essentially all the history that I could gather on uh, Pateri. Yeah, it just came out um, on December 23rd. And, and we're recording this on, what is today, January 12th? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's only been a, a few weeks since it came out, and and it, um, I, you know, I've seen some buzz about it on on different sites, but uh, it, I don't think it really has gotten any sort of mainstream coverage. So th there's not a lot of information really about the game at this point. And it's, and it's a helpful. it's a cheap game too. It's only ten bucks. Uh, you know, I I'll argue that price a little later when we get into our thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, as far it's not a full price game, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's, it's not, not a, it's not a sixty dollar game or, or even a twenty dollar game. No, right, right, and and it's only released through uh, Gamers Gate so far. You can't get it anywhere else other than Gamers Gate. So, uh, yeah, so that's the history. So, Randy, why don't you tell us a little bit about Pateri? What do you think of Pateri? You know, my initial thought of Pateri, um, I, I was I was sold hook, line, and sinker on the... Yeah, you, you were the one that suggested we do Pateri. Yeah, I, I, I looked at this and everything about this game was, was saying play me because of, because of like, it was, it was pulling the nostalgia heartstrings, you know? And uh, our, our generation, we're all suckers for, for nostalgia. You know, you could just look at all the, the crappy re-releases that we've been going through. But Pateri, everything about it is screaming nostalgia. It's like it's called Pateri 1977. The cover art is done in the, the old Atari 2600 um, style for their, their game covers. Mm -hmm. um, it's set in 1977, and they talk about how it's, it's done during the year of Star Wars and uh, the Voyager spacecraft and Led Zeppelin's presence. I mean, it's like... It's just begging for me to play it. Like all of those references are just like pure gold for me. And it's it is a side-scrolling platformer indie game. And I thought, boy, this you know how how wrong could it really go? Um, and and it turns out it went really wrong for for me. <laughs> like, like right off the bat, I was I was I was disappointed. I was um, I was disappointed. I, I I really appreciated the um, the art style. The the art design was great. Uh, I liked that, but beyond that, I thought everything else was a little bit of a mess. Um, I thought the the controls were sloppy. I thought that uh, the installation of the game itself was very sloppy. I, I still don't know where it exists on my hard drive. Whenever I want to play it, I have to literally re-download it and reinstall it, and I can't. That's find ridiculous. It. it it is. It's it's insane. So I, I don't know what they've done, but but aside from that, the game itself is is pretty damn buggy. Um, Hitting my escape key doesn't bring up the the menu all the time. Um, there's no real direction given to you in the game, and 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 you know all three of us are coming from the generation where we don't like to be handheld while playing video games. So I, I don't need much direction, but this this gives absolutely none, and and uh, I found it to be a headache. So I, I got to admit, I, I played maybe 45 minutes of this game, I, and and I was completely frustrated with it, um, and and that was about it for me, you know. Um, so that's that's my impressions. I hope I hope that wasn't too vague or too odd for anybody. But uh, I thought it was I thought it was too glitchy. It feels like an incomplete product. It feels like a student work, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say that there's not potential there. You know, I I really feel like this needs to stay in the oven for another couple of months to bang out a lot of these issues. Like 
the controls, the the resolution. Even though it's a flash game, I, I should be able to have some control over what resolutions I can you know play it at. Um, I I don't know. And, and just the general you know back end of the whole game. I can't if if I can't find the damn game on my hard drive, then there's a massive problem there. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I actually found some some information on on how to handle that and what it suggests what i read in i believe is on the gamers gates forums actually there was a thread and um the solution people found was that when you download the game you you get the installer from gamers gate and then you have to copy that somewhere outside of your downloads folder and then run it there and then don't do the thing where it says to delete the temporary files and then it won't get rid of it. it for some reason it was removing everything um, so I did that, and I actually finally got it to the point where I was able to retain the EXE file and then just launch it from that um, each time I wanted to play it. But like you, it took me a while to figure that out, and, and I had to oh. do some digging. But doesn't that seem really damn sloppy to you? It's oh, crazy. oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not. If, I don't mean to make that sound like an, any sort of justification. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> if if I had a game, or 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 Phil, if you had a game, and Steve, if you had a game, and and a major publisher like Gamersgate or Steam picked it up, wouldn't the first thing that you would do would be to, like, go onto a new computer or uninstall it from your own computer, download it, and see if it runs? Like, right. that would be the first thing I would do. Yeah. yeah. You know? And clearly they didn't even do that. Yeah, it was pretty weird. And then I, another issue I had is I, I also had, you know, my share of technical problems. The other issue I had was I, it would not recognize the fact that I was saving the game. There are po uh, there are points in the game where yeah you'll, yeah it, that to me you'll cross over these little uh, it looks like a Polaroid picture of your character and then when you do it it snaps a picture up at the top corner of the screen and that lets you know that you just saved you saved your progress I did that a few times and then I would die and it would I'd have to just start the game over or I would quit the I would quit the game and then I would launch it again and I'd hit continue to pick up where I was and it wouldn't do anything it wouldn't recognize it. And then I would just have to start over. So I did that. A, I did that a couple times. I don't know what changed, but all of a sudden, at one point, it just started working again. And, and I, I was able to quit the game, relaunch it, and pick up where I was. Wow. So, you know, I'm glad it happened to you because it happened to me, and I wasn't sure like if I did something wrong. I um, I played for maybe like not long. It was probably like 15 minutes, and then the three of us talked last night for a minute. So I actually turned the game off. Uh, and then I just thought I would be able to reload, and I couldn't. And I had to start Ugh. over from the beginning, which yeah. wasn't a big deal. But it was just I thought maybe I did something wrong. So it's funny that you said that. I, it just it's just another bug. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it didn't it, it didn't kill the game for me because it, once you know how to do stuff, you can kind of fly through it uh, right. at that point. So I was able to get back to where I was within a few minutes. It really wasn't a, probably what took me fifteen twenty minutes initially. It took me about three minutes the second time through. So. Mm. Uh, that wasn't too bad. I, I, you know, first of all, I, I finished this game, which I don't know how I managed to do that. Aside, <laughs> I, I was, I was blown away when I found that out this morning. I was blown away. Yeah, I, I, I guess the only thing I could say is that the game is really, really short. I mean, probably mm. it's, it's no more than an hour and a half. Um, Ooh, the entire thing all the way through. Now, so the dollar to gaming ratio was way off on that. Which is which is why I said when you said ten dollars is cheap, I knew Steve had completed it in an hour and a half. 
Yeah. It's like, <sighs> yeah, and that's and that's with dying a couple times, and that's with and having to go back a bit because your progression, you know, you you go you lose some time when you die, and then also just some time of just kind of exploring and trying to figure out what to do next. So I, ima I imagine if I played through it right now, knowing how to do everything, I probably could get through the game in, in about 25, 30 minutes. Mm. Um, because is there a reason to replay it? Like, is there, is there anything in there that you didn't find? When or I, like a when I, what happens is as you go through the game and I don't know if you got to this point, but you start to get these new abilities and you have this wheel that you bring up and you choose which ability you want to use, and those different abilities help you get past certain points in the game. Like, one of them is you turn into a ball and you roll, and then another one is you can levitate, and then there's one where you have, like, a telepathy thing and you can move things around, um, like, boxes and stuff. That, that Sounds like a boy in his blob, almost. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It, did you play that on Wii, Boy in His Blob? I, I did. I, I really I love that game. Did you like it? I liked it, but I, I, I actually, I think I gave it a don't bother or a worth renting just because I mm. really liked the game and uh, I, I really liked the art design of it. I loved the controls of it, but at the same time, I didn't feel like it was a game for, like, say, adults. I said that if you have kids, that mm. it's an awesome game for kids, you know, or, or the young at heart, but I, I couldn't just say, like, holy crap, this is an amazing game. Everybody run out and buy it. Yeah, yeah I guess I could agree with that. But I really, I mean, I really liked it when I played through it. That was really cool. That's because you, you're young at heart, man. I <laughs> I sure am. I sure am young. It has a hug button. You know, the hug button got me. I know. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, oh, but, but my point with the abilities was um, I think there's five of them you get throughout the playthrough of the game. And then at the end of the game... Um, you collect these little triangle things as you're going through the game, and I guess if you collect a certain number of them yeah, throughout the game, when you finish it, you then unlock a sixth ability, which I didn't even try because I didn't feel like starting a new game, but I'm guessing it's kind of like a new game plus where you start over and you have all your abilities again, and, and right. now you have this sixth ability too. Um, that's what I assume is going on, but I didn't start a new game to, to find out exactly, but this, this mm. sixth worthless ability. Yeah. I'm not, I think it was something to do with like you move faster when you use okay. it. It's, it's the, the abilities are kind of a weird mixed bag too, because you have this bar that's your health bar. And when you're using an ability, your health bar goes down. Yeah. Yeah. So that works against you. Um, and then, so when you are just in your normal state, if you push down, you do this kind of like little zen meditation thing and you get your health mm -hmm. you get your health back right so uh, uh i mean it was an okay mechanic um the thing is is that the wheel that you use to select your abilities was a, a real pain in the ass using a yeah. uh, using a keyboard i mean it definitely felt like it was something that uh, like i was thinking of uh did you ever play uh, aquaria that game yeah, in the game came yeah. out a couple years ago. It reminded me of that a little bit in its execution, especially in the fact that the wheel appears around your character the same way it did in that game. Um, yeah, that's how it works for a boy in his blob too. That's how oh, okay. See, I, I've never played a boy in his blob, so I'm, I'm, I was comparing it to Aquaria as I was playing. Okay, well, that's fine. But it, it is very, very close to Aquaria. You're absolutely right. But without a thumbstick um, or or a mouse, in, in if you were depending on how you played Aquaria. Um, it's just really cumbersome, and it was just, you know, you were constantly going past the one you wanted, and then you had to go all the way back around again. And it doesn't sound like a huge thing, but when you're playing a game, like it just gets kind of annoying. Um, 
but whatever. You know, I I, I think that it, it, the game, def- like you said, Randy, the game has a lot of potential, and I, I do agree that maybe given a little more time, it could have had. It feels unpolished. It feels unfinished. Uh, it does, like you said, feel like a student project, and which isn't to say it's a bad student project. Um, because no, not if at I, because if it, I would love to be, you know, graduating from school and have this as like my portfolio piece, you know, to show Absolutely. to show potential employers. Um, yep. But yeah, I, I have to wonder if if it's really something that uh, that is fair to be charging ten dollars to play when you compare it to other games of similar price structures that have come out in the like we were just saying in the past year games or two years or so games like Limbo, Aquaria, uh, Bastion, um, just games that off the top of my head to compare this to that that have come out that are just you know, have set the bar so much higher. Um, yeah. God, even, even, I was going to say, even Binding of Isaac, that's like five bucks. It's half the price of this. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Binding of Isaac felt like a much more polished experience, and that was, yeah, half the price. And another Flash game. Now, I, I realize, and I, there are limitations to Flash that um, that games like Bastion and, and Limbo didn't, didn't have to, you know, have working against them, but when you compare it to Binding of Isaac, which is also Flash, obvious, it's Obviously, it's possible to uh, create a better experience. Um, so Meat Boy I, is also Flash, by the way. I think. I think. I think the version, the original version, the, was Flash, but they ported it over to C Sharp and and right. did it as a as a, with the XNA Studio. I think. That's right. I think they still. Um, I'm probably gonna. I am not like a coding person at all, but I'm pretty certain it was built in flash and somehow it was like converted over to the xna because i know that's how um castle crashers was done too i oh, really i know yeah, i know i know for sure that he did his his cutscene animations in flash and then brought him over but i don't know about the actual like gameplay and the level design and stuff like yeah that. I, i'm pretty sure that if anything they probably ported the code over from act, right. from action script to c sharp which yeah. they're actually very close language wise um okay aside from some some you know, small differences, but from the syntax of both languages is, is very similar. So, cutting something over from ActionScript to C Sharp isn't that huge of a stretch. But I'm pretty sure that in order for one thing, the the big um, uh, kind of flag for me is that the fact that Super Meat Boy had uh, native controller support, and yep. okay. Flash just doesn't have that. So, uh, um, so that it would definitely have had to have been redone in in C Sharp. Right. But having it all built already in in Flash and ActionScript just makes porting it over that much easier. Okay. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Super Meat Boy. We're here to talk about <laughs> Pateri, 1977. Um, I almost, I almost like tried to have us change the game. <laughs> I wanted us to play like a Bobo's Big Adventure. Oh, uh, it's coming. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> patience, patience. We couldn't, we couldn't not do the game. This is the game we picked. Yeah, Randy sent out for for those that are listening. I get an email last night, and it's from Randy, and the subject is a Bobo's Big Adventure, and because <laughs> I, I had already said earlier that I wanted to do it for Game Club, and it says maybe we should do this instead. <laughs> it's like, no, we got we got to do it. We got to do Paterias. So we were gonna do. We got to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> especially you know what honestly especially since gamers gate was was very nice enough to to sponsor the show they they you know they gave us our copies to play you know for the show which i guess probably even goes to show how much we we truly disliked the game i mean we we didn't the three of us did not pay for our copies of this game and yeah. we still wouldn't recommend for people to pay for it yeah i'm, I'm hesitant to to give a uh, uh, uh 
glowing, you know, endorsement to spend ten dollars on it. I, I would. I think this game is ripe to be in some sort of an indie bundle. Um, oh. If it was part of that, uh, I think I could definitely say it's worth the fraction of whatever you pay for the indie bundle. Right. Um, yeah. I don't but, even think that. No, it, I, needs, it needs to be polished. It really does. I it's think gotta, it's got to fix those bugs. It, it's it needs a lot. It I, needs a lot. I agree, but I think it would for someone who was getting it, having spent money, I think if it was like the fourth or fifth game in like an indie bundle that maybe had some, you know, a little more. That had like Jamestown in it or something exactly, like that. Exactly, right. Yeah, like if it was part of the current. Uh, if it was surrounded by good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to beat it up too bad because, you know, the game, like the opening. <laughs> the, opening the opening, I really like the opening. By the to, to, to go back to the opening, I really like that opening. Yeah, look, you know what? The game looked like it had like this production value stuff going on with the Hell opening. Yeah. Like, Hell uh, yeah. It had like a little CG intro, not the best animation, but, you know, it looked nice. It had a nice style. It had the little, the little brother was playing with the X-Wing fighter, which I thought was a nice little, uh, like you were saying, kind of the references and, and stuff to, to that time period. Um, totally pulling my heartstrings, dude. I was like, oh, to be young and in the 80s again. <laughs> there was a lot of, um, there was also, I noticed a few Led Zeppelin lyric references. Like you'll go around the levels and you'll read, the, there's like signs randomly placed that you can read and it just provides like, I guess you could say it's backstory, but it doesn't really tell you anything. But some of them would have little Led Zeppelin references in them and stuff like That's that. Awesome. So... Uh, that stuff was cool. I mean, I, visually, the game looks really nice. I, I, I can't fault it at all in that. And I really liked the sound design, too. The music was okay. Um, and you guys listening to the podcast are hearing uh, some of the music from the game. Um, the music was okay, but I was really impressed with some of the sound design, especially um, there were, like, parts when you would, like, go underwater and all the music and everything would stop. And you would just kind of have this, like, your underwater sound where everything's, like, muffled. Um, right. I thought that was neat. And uh, the one thing I hated, though, in the sound was the sound your character makes when he gets hurt. Oh, I hate it. He sounds it. like a dude. Oh, he sounds like... I, I hated that so much. I hated that. I heard... Every time I heard that sound, I, I, I almost closed the game because I was just so annoyed by it. <laughs> wow. It was the a, power of sound design. Yeah, that was, that was a bit much. Uh, I didn't dig that at all. But um, the, the story was kind of okay. I mean, it's it's very trite. It's just like you're this kid and you walk into your bedroom with what looks to be a wrapped gift. And your little, you walk in your room and your little brother's sitting on the floor and he's glowing. And then the next thing you know, a big alien crashes through. This big crab claw alien crashes through the ceiling and grabs your brother and abducts him. And then uh, you can just start from there. You jump out of the hole in your room. And then uh, you go off on this mission to find him. You get pulled up into a spaceship, and then you just start exploring this weird space. I don't. I don't know if it's a spaceship or like a space station. Kind of like it's got these weird like botanical looking areas, and then all these tubes and stuff you go through. Um, so I thought. I thought the premise of all that was pretty cool. I mean, it it, it definitely wasn't bad at all, and and it kept me. I don't know if it was that or if it was just that I was being stubborn and I was like, I'm going to finish this goddamn game before we record the podcast. <laughs> but um, I'm I, glad you did. It kept me going through it. I'm in the boss battle at the end. I, I, I don't really want to spoil anything for anybody who's going to play it. but Just spoil I, it. Man. Just spoil it, dude. Well, yeah. It's not a big – I'm not going to spoil the story. But the boss battle at the end I felt was really just kind of like, eh. You know, it was, it was not particularly challenging. Um, you, the, the, um, the power I referred to earlier, the telekinetic one, basically you just pick up blocks and you hover them across the map 
or the screen and they mm-hmm. crash into parts of the boss and if you do it enough times you destroy his parts and he dies and then that's it um and it was weird though because I, I didn't know the game was that short and i got to that part and i'm like oh shit i guess there's a boss battle in here i'm gonna have to do this and <laughs> and then i did it and then the game was over and i was like oh all right well okay i guess i finished the game okay good and but at the same time, I was glad I finished it because, to be honest, if it had kept going after that, I don't know if I would have kept playing because I was just mm. at that point I felt like I had, I had everything I needed to come on here and do the show. So right. if it, if there was like three more hours, I probably would have just been like, Bleh. so maybe maybe that's to its credit in that its length is perfect for what it is. <laughs> I guess if I if, I if I were going to give a a weird kind of double <laughs> double edged. Uh, compliment uh so i guess i guess in some our our overall thoughts are awesome awesome student piece not so awesome indie game just the right amount of length before you're you're tired of it yeah slightly overpriced no, completely, completely uh, overpriced completely (laughs) completely overpriced if this here's the thing go ahead phil i'm sorry that's all right. Can I? Are you? Are you? Uh, did you get most of? I your, got everything out. out. Go, go for it, I'm, man. I might. Uh, I might go on a slight tirade. Let it fly. So, <laughs> all right. I mean, here's the thing. As a student, work. All right. You know, I'll give them a B or something like that. And you know, it's passable, maybe. But like fund. I don't. Maybe I wouldn't because fundamentally, this game is broken. Right. It's. He claims it's a physics-based platformer. Right. So, let me go back a little bit. I've been playing Limbo. Uh, here and there, and I'm not like loving Limbo, and you know, it's that is also a physics-based uh, platformer puzzle game, puzzle platformer. Um, and I've been thinking it's okay, and then I play this game, and it made me like really appreciate Limbo, because like it claims that it's physics-based, right? But uh, everything is just going everywhere, right? Like you ju- you jump on these boxes, and all of a sudden boxes are slipping out from under your feet. I mean, none of the physics act behave like how they should. Even like the way your guy jumps, you know, you hit the A button, he just kind of floats, you know? Mm-hmm. And then another example of just how bad the physics are, there's this room, you go up this tube, right? And then you can go down the tube, but when you walk over it, he doesn't go down it. He just kind of floats on top of it. And you're like, well, I guess I can't get down, but I got up. And then if you jump down it, like you have to have like enough speed, that's when he decides to fall down the tube. I'm probably doing like a terrible job of explaining this. No, but... you're right. But I can, I'll, I'll let you keep going, but I have an explanation for that. But go ahead. Explain it. Well, the go thing ahead. is, is I think it is, you're right. It is broken to a degree because I don't think you should be able to jump down and get down there. I later on when you get when I said you get the ability where you can roll, that yeah. that makes you heavier. So you're able to just roll and fall right down tubes like that. Yeah, um, he gets his morph ball. I mean that's basically his morph ball. Yeah, the morph ball. Yeah, exactly. So that allows you to just basically fall down. Um but I think the fact that you're able to sometimes jump and still get down, it might it, that's the broken part. Uh I I mean <laughs> here I mean here's the thing. Don't do it. If you can't do it right, don't <laughs> Just don't do it. And the game, to me, it's not doing anything crazy that is like physics are really important to to the way the game is. I know you said you get like te- you know telepathic powers and start throwing shit around later, but there's other ways to cheat that where you don't need to build this shitty physics engine engine to power your game. I mean, you know, look at like good platformers like Mario Brothers and stuff like that. They don't have real physics engines, but they feel they feel like they have great weight and all that stuff because 
you know, they built that shit and they made it work good. And this does not work good. It's freaking garbage. So, I mean, all right. So the <laughs> physics wise, it's busted. You know, it just doesn't work. So then game design wise, the stages are just bullshit. I mean, the first stage is bullshit. There's nothing. I mean, you're not doing anything. You're just jumping over shit. They have boxes for you to move around. I actually was an asshole and I pushed a box up against the house thinking I needed to, to jump on top of the house to get over it. No, you just you can just jump over the fucking house. You know, so you don't even need you don't need to push any of this shit. It doesn't work. So then you get to the second stage, right? And the second stage is this black room with uh, a little spotlight shining down on. It's kind of limbo-ish. All you see are like silhouettes. And now you finally have jumping that you need to do, and you can't see anything because all you can see is what is shining in this light. So now at the time in the game, I'm just we're just thinking like fu gameplay fundamentals here. At the time in the game when you should be getting used to platforming because you actually have to platform, you can't see shit, so you can't even get good at it. <laughs> so that's that's that is that part that you're talking about right now is where I stopped. I was like, okay, done. Yeah, done. And, you, and you know why you're done? Because you know gameplay basics here, game design basics. You, it never gave you a chance to get good at this game. So you know you're trying to control this floaty asshole who's not jumping well. And I, you know I feel bad that I'm coming so hard. On, down on this game because but here's the thing it's a t this is a ten dollar game and like you guys said there are other games that there is plenty of games out there there's a lot of competition out there now for a ten you know ten dollar games and yeah this is a buggy game it freaking the install it doesn't install right you can't find it after you install it um like you guys said it doesn't save so you can't i mean it doesn't work nothing in this game works <laughs> nothing it has zero redeeming qualities other than <laughs> maybe some of the art is okay there right. you have it. There. Yeah, I. You know what though? To be honest with you, you were saying like there's dozens of other ten dollar games out there. I, I agree with that statement so much that you somebody could probably literally start up a successful website called ten dollar games dot com. Yeah, and they would yeah. be fucking busy every week playing games, <laughs> brand new games yeah. that were ten dollars. You know, that are great too. That are really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it shouldn't have been released. Uh, to be honest, it just shouldn't. I don't think it should have been released. So what? So your final kind of overall thing about this game is if you're kind of so-so on Limbo, you should play this game because it'll make you like Limbo <laughs> a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> it made me really appreciate Limbo. I was like, yeah, Limbo's really good. <laughs> now, see, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the makers of Limbo should now what they should do is they should just give out like a code for this game with like every copy of Limbo that you buy. <laughs> They'll be like, God, this other game is shit, but Limbo is awesome. It's like, never. I you know what I'm not I'm not even gonna be. I, I was gonna say something pretty mean, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> I was I was gonna say it's kind of like how the they're you know the the ugly girl uh, or the the really good looking girls always have that that one really ugly girl yeah. that they kind of uh, hang out the friend to, to make the, the friend of Soros. Is that what it's called? That's, that's so what, that, mean. That's the that's the term my uh, wife and I my wife and I coined for for that girl is the friend of Soros. So fucking mean. That's so mean. I feel terrible even saying it, but everybody knows that they're out I'm there. I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna say. I, it's not even me. It was my wife coined the term. So, ladies, one of your own came up with that horrible term. So don't don't get mad at me for thinking it's funny and going along with it. I just oh. lost half the subscribers to eldergeek.com. No, that's that's all right. I got $10games.com to fall back on now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the $10 Games podcast, where we play $10 games only. Anything more, anything less, we won't touch it. So, you know what? In a, in a world of 
You know what? Here's another. Give the game out for free. Give it. Listen, the guy try. I'm, I don't mean like, you know, I've said it before on this show. I know what it's like to make something and have people shit on it. And I know how that feels. Mm-hmm. So, but you know what? I'm not charging $10 for people to watch my shitty cartoons. Like, so here's the thing. <laughs> Fucking give your game out. Your buggy piece of shit game. Give it out and have people play it and have them say, listen, dude, this is broken or. You know, when the guy jumps, sometimes his jump animation doesn't happen, and he just fucking floats up into the air. Like, fix this shit, and, you know, give it to people. And if you're, if you're serious about your craft, let them play it, and let, you know, collect that feedback and build a better game. And maybe, I'm not even saying finish this game and make it awesome, but collect that feedback and look at what you did and, and learn something from it. Don't fucking release it for $10 and make people buy this piece of shit. You know what, that's actually a really good point, the way you actually put it out, because falling back again on Super Meat Boy, the original Meat Boy was not a pay a game, it was it was on Newgrounds, you know, and this game could uh, could exist on Newgrounds, because it is a Flash game. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. very easily, yeah. And so it should, it should exist on Newgrounds, and they should have blamed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the thing is, like, you know, the, uh, Edmund McMillan put it on Newgrounds, he gained a following, everybody liked the game, there was people that built, you know, he, he, he took the feedback, realized that there was something there, and he made a Super Meat Boy, you know, or, or you know, a sequel that you paid for that was highly polished, and he learned his lessons from the, the free version. Right, exactly. You know? And there's, there's dozens of games out there that, that do that exact same thing. And so I, I agree with you. I think that's a, that's a legitimate strategy, and I, and mm-hmm. I think you're right. He, he was a little overly presumptuous putting his student work out there to, to get money. Yeah. I mean, and- for, all, for all the kind of, you know, the hard time we gave Sequence uh, last year when, when we covered Oops. that game, um, I mean, I give that guy a lot of credit because he did the same thing. He he didn't get, put it up on like a Newgrounds, but he went to NeoGAF, which is you know one of the largest gaming forums out there, and uh, he th- created a thread and said, "Hey, I made this game, and any, anyone who posts in this thread, I'm, I'll give you a free Steam code that you can go download the game for free." And he did that for I mean, it had to have been over a thousand people that he gave right. those codes out to, and I'm sure he got you know he got a lot of feedback from people. Uh, from that and you know whatever we we were so so on the game but I'm I'm you know I'm sure he he learned yeah, and, a lot from that. His game was only a couple dollars and even though I wasn't big on sequence like sequence worked you know like I yeah. you know I wasn't into the you know I wasn't into what you know the type of game that it was but it, you know it did what it was supposed to do. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This so, is true. Right. This game doesn't do what it's supposed to do. It doesn't do anything fucking breaks <laughs> <laughs> see i i I'm sorry I, no no it's cool it's cool i it's i i the fact that i was able to i wanted to play through it all the way just so i could at least have that like like it does it, it is playable like you can finish this game it's not so broken that you can't even finish it right you can finish it's a pain in the ass to finish it because of all the hoops you have to jump through to get you it to run you know but so it's not i mean it is pretty messed up i guess i'm being like the good cop here we've got like good cop bad cop and then we've got like mel gibson cop. as long as you don't as long as as long as you don't start calling uh the developer sugar tits or anything i think we should be all right ah <laughs> uh, we're gonna get email bombed from him that's all right uh, no, but, but but he's got talent he really does he, he but he just needs to finish it that's what it boils down to he needs to finish it and 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 uh, I think he needs to learn his lesson from this game and learn how to pace the game as well, you know? Yeah, there's just, it doesn't follow, 
I'm listen. You say he has talent. Does he have talent? I mean, sure, he can program a game and he can make a guy go from point A to point B. But you know, I've never sat down and designed the game. But you know, there are certain things that go into I'm assuming designing a game and like you know, like you said, Randy, pacing and flow and the way a stage works and the way like it teaches you basics as you go along. I mean, it it just it doesn't have any of that. Dude, there's even that one room. I don't know how we didn't talk about this, Steve. You go up into this room. This is the tube I was talking about that you can't fall down, but you can fall down if you turn into the rock ball and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But um, there's this robot up there. Right. Once you're in this room, you're basically stuck. Stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, the robot up there, you go talk to the robot, and then you run or nothing happens. And you're just running all over. So what has to happen is you have to carry the conversation with the robot. So you basically talk to him and whereas you thought you had talked to him you didn't you have to just keep talking to him you have to keep hitting the button over and over and over Mm -hmm. again cycle through this conversation until he finally tells you you go hit this terminal then you can go take off yeah yeah just like another broken thing like how would anyone know that no and i don't know how you figured that out but i was actually stuck at that point in the game and i was considering just not even playing anymore until you told me how to get past that point and then once i did i kind of just I, I figured that going forward, anytime I see anybody that I can talk to, I better just talk to them, you know, forever, pretty much, until <laughs> until something mm-hmm. happens. You know how I figured it out? I went on YouTube and watched a video, most likely of the developer playing the game. Uh, <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> so, there, so there you go. Of course he knew how to do it. <laughs> so, oi. Well, I... I, I Let's let's go around, you know. Let's let's give our final thoughts. Uh, well, you know, summed up. Uh, Steve, worth buying, worth trying. Don't bother. Um, I would say uh, wait for uh, either massive sale or or a uh, indie bundle to pick it up and and play it through one of those. So I, I would say that's probably like a worth trying. You know, if oh. if we if we were to wedge it into one of the elder geek. Rules, yeah, I would say w- worth trying with worth a with trying. a with a gigantic asterisk that's like <laughs> seven, seventy two point font. And uh... you, you are very you are a very generous man. You are yeah. very... <laughs> Phil, is it safe to say you're a don't bother? Oh uh, yeah, don't bother. Yeah, I'm I'm, so I'm a don't bother for sale. You know, if it becomes free one day and you're curious, check it out. But you yeah. know, you have better things to do with your time. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say don't bother too. Honestly, I I. Uh, I actually started I, while I was playing that game. I was like, you know, I don't want to play this game. I want to play. I want to play our game for next week. That was free. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. I mean, here. I mean, here's another thing. Like, what we're gonna play next week is um, the Bobo's Great Adventure. A Bobo's Great Adventure, whatever it's called. Big, and big adventure. A Bobo's Big, big adventure. adventure. So and it's I'm, like a play on words of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yes. yes. Yeah. And of course, this game has to be free because it's you know it's, because of all the licensing <laughs> nightmare that he would have to I go mean, through. I mean, if the guy charged money for this, he'd be sued, and the game well, the game would never even come out if he tried to uh, charge money for it. But uh, yeah, it's this free game, and I've only played like you know maybe most of the first stage of it already, and I mean it it's better, it works, you know, it does what it's supposed to do. And I don't even mean that as in like because I love all the references and stuff like that. I mean my guy walks around, he kicks and punches properly, and things get hurt, and you know there's proper collision and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But that's for next time to talk about. No, you yes. know. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, go to Newgrounds.com right now and and uh, play a Bobo's Big Adventure. Yeah, I believe it's right there on the home page. And if not, you can go to uh, a Bobo's Big Adventure.com. 
which is A B O B O S B I G A D V E N T U R E dot com. Uh, and definitely go play that because that's the game we are playing for the next episode of the Game Club. Um, which I guess we'll, we'll just mention real quick one of the things uh, for the new year. We've kind of been talking about some things with the show, what, what we kind of want to do differently. And uh, one thing we've decided to do going forward is just kind of uh, get rid of the poll that we've been doing because we feel like maybe it's confusing to people and only a small fraction of the audience is actually uh, even taking part in the poll. And what we're going to do from now on is before we record, uh, Phil, Randy, and I will just decide the game we're going to play next, and then we'll just announce it right here on the show. So you download it, you listen to it, you already know what the next game is. You don't have to wait for a poll to end in 72 hours or any of that bullshit. You Mm -hmm. can just just go play it. So a a Bobo's Big Adventure, that's what we're playing. It's pretty fun. It's pretty much if you ever uh, played any games in the late 80s on the Nintendo Entertainment System, uh, you're going to see something from it in this mm-hmm. game because it's just kind of a mishmash it's like it's like some guys sat around and smoked a bowl or something and they were like dude <laughs> what if like every character from every nintendo game ever was in a game with every level ever and then they made it <laughs> and a bobo was the hero yeah yeah, yeah and a bobo i yeah. love a bobo and then they sat down and made the game and and uh it, and it's it actually works awesome it works so well I don't want to go into it like too much because I don't want to like use up uh, you know use up uh, information for next week. But I've played like the first two levels out of I think there's like eight levels and it's it's fantastic so far. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely pretty cool. So yeah, check it out. I think you'll have a good time with it. Yeah. Well, I, I you know back to the to the to us making some changes. We're we're still going to stay in the vein of like free or very cheap or classic kind of games because we we want it. We still want it to be accessible to as many people as possible. So it's not like, oh, and next week we're going to be playing Grand Theft Auto V, which is $60. Right. And if you can't afford it, then tough shit because we're talking about the game without you. you right. Know, so. Yeah, that that's definitely. And, and we'll also try to keep it to games that uh, that are available through, you know, means of the people. You know, we're not going to pick something that's exclusive to one console or something like that in because in, we don't want to uh, uh, cut anybody out. You know, I don't want anyone to have to feel like they obligated to dust off their way. You know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might pull that out once in a while. People might have, to, people might need to dust that out off once in a while. Phil, I don't want you to have to hook up your Xbox. All right, it's fine. <laughs> My Xbox is already hooked up. It just doesn't get used much. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that whole Randy. Since you do this, you, maybe you can answer it. I don't understand. Like, I always see this on forums. They're like, I don't feel like taking my Wii out, and it's like. I got all my shit hooked up. I haven't played my Xbox. <laughs> I haven't played my Xbox in months. But if I want to go play my goddamn Xbox, I go upstairs right now and turn it on. Like, why do you? Why do you guys put it away? Why does it go away? I I put my. I, you know, I've been putting my Wii away because I've been moving so much. Like in the past okay. couple of years, I've moved all twice. Right. But but oh, since wow. I moved, I was like, oh, I haven't unpacked it. But now that I have it, it's like, what? Here's here's the reason why the Wii gets put away, and I guarantee you, it's the same reason why everybody puts their Wiis away. <laughs> it's such a clusterfuck of fucking cords, man. There's a fucking, you know, there's a cord that sits on top of my TV, and then there's, like, you know, all of my nunchucks and my Wii remotes and shit like that. I'll have, like, dangly tassels and shit attached to them. It's like, but my 360 or my PS3, it's just that one cable that goes into the back of my box, and I pick up the one controller, and that's it. There's there's nothing else. The Wii, as tiny as the Wii is, it is a fucking messy console. <laughs> yeah, I guess that sensor bar wire is not great. Yeah, and that, it's like it's like a thousand wire. feet long, and it's real yeah. tiny. I have my I have mine rolled up and taped. 
<laughs> well, that's smart. That's smart. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's like up. Yep, here's some more. Here's some more. You know, Wii sensor bar. I don't. I don't know where they thought you were gonna be putting your fucking Wii compared to your television. You know. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. It's, it, it's literally like twenty feet long. It's at least ten. Well, see, that's why. That's another reason why I wouldn't put it away because it's like once it's set up, it's such a pain in the ass. Yeah, like there it is. Well, like, like even when I did the Zelda review, I had to. Um, I brought my Wii down into my basement and put it on my my little TV so I could have you know hooked up to the computer and all that. And I will admit, it was a big pain in the ass to unhook the Wii, unravel all that shit, and hook it up down here. And then it sat down here for a few days after the review, and I was just like, oh god, I don't want to. So I do. I I get that feeling like <laughs> I don't want to hook it up. But then I needed, <laughs> I needed to weigh myself the one weekend with Wii Fit, and I, that was when I hooked it up again. <laughs> ah, gotcha. There you go. <laughs> I have been consistently weighing myself on Wii Fit for like two years now, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah? I never, I never gave it up. I never gave it up. Does it gauge you? Like, does it does it gauge your history and everything? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, awesome. it's kept, yeah, it's kept a record of my weight. It's actually pretty neat when you like zoom out and you can like see, you know, trends. The last time I had turned mine on for Wii Fit, it had been so long. I think my daughter wanted to play one of the balance board games. I turned it on and, and that little, the, you know, your little friend, the, the little yeah. thing that weighs you and talks to you, he was like he was like <laughs> 300 pounds overweight. He was addicted to crystal meth. It was just, <laughs> there was like, I, there was obviously feces all over the wall. It, it was just it was a bad scene. I had, I, I had not played it in a while and, and I regretted it immediately. <laughs> you know, I I haven't actually played like any of the activities in Wii Fit in forever. I just you can install that little channel so that's like right on your dash. Yeah. You don't even mm -hmm. you don't even need the disc. You can just play like the channel. So I do that and you know I like having a little balance board talk to me for a second and you know it only takes like 5 minutes. I weigh myself and I'm done and I like that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that it's there. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I guess wrapping up for this episode, uh, I'd like to mention we have gotten a couple more uh, iTunes reviews, which we greatly appreciate. And thank uh, you very much. Certainly appreciate more. Yes. Even if you don't want to leave a review, you can even just go in there and click on the little stars. I think you don't even need to log in to do that. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure, but and if you're one of the if you're one of the people out there that doesn't listen like iTunes and get listens to the show in some other manner we're trying i'm trying to get it on zoom so badly i don't know what their deal is i've submitted it like four times over the past since september and it's just not showing up on there I don't, I don't know what i'm doing wrong i mean it just says copy your rss feed here and hit submit and i do and it says okay we got it and then it never shows up so i don't know if we're, we're somehow not getting through if they don't like us Maybe they've just stopped accepting Zune stuff. Maybe. I don't know. But if, if you're one of those people or you're one of the people who just listen to the site through the, through the website or uh, another aggregator uh, and you don't want to leave an iTunes review, that's cool. I understand. It's all right, man. <laughs> it's cool. Not everyone likes Apple. It's okay. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. One of your friends who plays games who doesn't listen to the show, maybe just say to them, hey, check out this show. These guys aren't complete idiots. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's all right. It's, it's, it's okay, you know. Give it, give it a try. Help us out a little bit because uh, we definitely want to get more listeners and more people uh, submitting feedback and stuff like that for the show. Can I, can I give a couple of real quick announcements I, slash shoutouts? Absolutely. All right. Well, I, I, again, I can't, I can't thank Gamersgate enough. They, they, they officially sponsored this channel. Uh, if, you, if you guys are listening, uh, be sure to check out Gamersgate. They help us out a lot, and they're actually doing their best to become like one of the premier indie game sources on the net. 
Um, and, uh, you know, you can find a lot of pretty cool indie games there that you, you can't find in other places. Uh, let's see, what else? Big news for ElderGeek.com. We actually are now a partnered channel on YouTube. We're actually partnered with the Game Station. So thanks to everybody at YouTube and uh, the Game Station. And um, trying to think of what else. I don't know. I, I think that's really about it. I got, I'm working on a new Get Off My Lawn. Cool. Very cool. Good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, try, I want to get it done by the end of this weekend. This weekend being, Ooh. you know, a, a three-day weekend with MLK Day, but I got a couple other projects on my on my lap, so I don't want to make any promises. Very cool. Yeah. Good deal. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yes, be sure to head over to eldergeek.com. Um, check out all the great reviews, articles, features uh, on the site. Check out that little box up at the top there. It's got all the Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch TV links you're going to need to uh, get out there and... and, and Check out all the great stuff that's going on at eldergeek.com. Oh, I remember one one final thing. Yes. The, the Jumpmen podcast yes. is coming to Elder Geek. Uh, the Jumpmen podcast, we, we actually met them at, uh, at MAGFest this year, a bunch of really great guys. And uh, they have their podcast currently on RetroWare TV, and they're also going to be bringing it over to eldergeek.com. Starting next week is going to be their first episode that, they're, that we're going to be we're going to be broadcasting, so be sure to listen to them. I'm actually going to be appearing on that on our first LUGeek.com show, cool. so be sure to give that a listen. Cool. When does uh, does that have a scheduled day to go up? Every Tuesdays, week? every Tuesday. <clears throat> Very cool. Excellent. Yeah, every Tuesday. So cool. Check that out. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, and uh, before before we go, uh, would you like you you went to Mag? Well, we both went to Magfest, but I wasn't there as long as you, Randy. Do you have any uh, thoughts you wanted to share on it, or my my thoughts are I wish you were there longer, man. <laughs> I know I really felt like rushed, and and it kind of stunk because it was like I wanted to see things and I wanted to hang out, and it definitely went quick. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, and I I also felt bad because you showed up on the same day when like uh, um, I I I used to live in that area, so it was like I had to do. The social obligations of like meeting old friends and family that I I, I don't get to see right. that often because I was in the area. And Steve, we missed you out out down there as yeah, well. Yeah, I apologize. I really wanted to come. Uh, I had had plans of coming down with Phil, staying overnight, and kind of maybe even staying one or two nights. I wasn't sure, but uh, that weekend got kind of screwed up for me, and then I wasn't able to stay over. Um, I had still kind of was thinking about coming down just for the day on Saturday, but it just kind of it was like. Friday around Friday, I kind of realized that I just was not up for making the trip down there just to, for, for yeah yeah for yeah. for five or six hours to turn around and come home. So I I, I regret not going if if you know for what it's worth. I, I, I have to admit, out of out of every every little show that I've ever gone to, that was easily my favorite video game related convention thing I've ever gone to ever. Period. Wow, it, cool. it was it was a lot of fun. Like the the arcade area was was obviously bigger this year, but uh, the crowd was a lot bigger, um, and, and that had its an unfortunate toll actually on the arcade machines themselves. Because by the end of day, by the end of day three, and then like I guess really late in day two, you could you could see like the wear and tear was already hit, you know taking its toll on on people playing these things every day, twenty four hours a day. Mm. Yeah, it um, seemed like some of them were like breaking down and stuff like that. Now they they did have a crew of guys there that were actually doing their best to going out and fixing them. So if like you you saw something was break, you would just go and tell them, and they'd come out and fix it. But it was still just really unfortunate. And and I don't think anybody was like abusing the machines. I think it was just like right. I said. I think it was just standard. They're just old. They're just old. Yeah, a lot of a lot of wear and tear. Buttons getting stuck. Uh, you know, CRTs lo losing color and stuff. But it, it's still, yeah. You you can't find anything else like it anywhere. Um, the uh, the live shows. I've never been like a huge one for like the live shows. 
I always try to hit up this place is haunted because they're they're a bunch of really cool guys and it's fun to listen to them um, listen to them play and and like just their their chatter in between sets is always always very entertaining. But um, I got to see Nobuo Uematsu play, which I, I never would have thought I would have happened in my lifetime. He's the uh, uh, the composer for pretty much all the Final Fantasy slash Chrono Trigger music uh, up until I guess about Final Fantasy X. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong. I think ten might have been the last. I'm sorry, my my nerd correcting has to has to happen here. He didn't do Chrono Trigger. He didn't. No. Oh, I totally thought he did Chrono Trigger. Uh, well, anyway. Yeah, but I think you're, I think you're right. I think ten might have been the last game he did, and I think he only contributed part of the music to that game. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But anyway, so the he did the good ones is what I'm trying to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. If if you know Final, you know he did the Final Fantasy theme for the love of God. You know all the great, yeah. mm-hmm. all the. Final Fantasy music, and and that, I think the way it worked out was there was six thousand people total at the show, but for his particular performance, I think they said they had two thousand people in that room. Wow, was that room? Um, well, Randy, when we were in that room for this place is haunted, you know, it, I would say it was maybe like a quarter, maybe halfway full. Was that? I mean, that room had to be packed, packed, right? Packed, yeah, wall to wall. And I was lucky enough that I was I was very very close. Um, because I, I actually came in at the end of the the performance before him just to make sure that I was up close. Uh, it was it was totally worth it. Totally worth it. Very. Cool. I, it was a shame that it, my my final thoughts on the show. One, they need to charge more next year. <laughs> wow. It's it, it's like forty bucks for four days and playing all yeah. you want and like game all you want and like listen to all the music you want and like get to see big names. Come on, that's yeah. that's a bargain. Yeah, the price of the show is definitely a bargain. I mean, the unfortunate part is staying there is expensive. That's where, that's not where they get you, but that's where the trip gets you. Right, right. So that wasn't, this year wasn't too bad. It was one twenty-five a night, I think. Yeah, but there was like secret fees and shit. Mine like ended up being one seventy or something like that, even though it was twenty-five. Mine was a hundred bucks more than what they they said they were gonna charge, and it was actually a hundred bucks more than what was on my final bill. But that's 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 a complaint between me and the damn hotel, and not not yes, Max. Right, that's not Magfest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not their. That's what I meant to say. Like it's not you know that's not where Magfest gets you. That's just the fault of the hotel. It was a nice hotel though. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, I do. I think that they need to charge a little bit more for the show. And and uh, next year, if they're gonna be pulling in a crowd like that, I think they need to expand and uh, you know make that game room even bigger. To be honest with you. Really. Um, I thought it was, uh, you know, it never seemed too, too packed. See, At night, it kinda... when, when you and I were playing, that was the last time that I was able to, like, pick a machine and belly up to it. After that, oh, like, after you left, none of the machines were open. Like, if you were thinking, like, to yourself, like, you know what? I really feel like going to play some Dig Dug. You would walk over, there'd be Dig Dug, and then there'd be, like, somebody behind it waiting to play. Like, right. every machine was like huh. that. And you're like, oh, I'll go over, play some fucking, uh, I don't know, Spy Hunter. Taken. It must have been maybe Saturday was just extra packed because of him, you know. Maybe yeah. a lot of people went just for him, and you know, kind of hung out afterwards and before right. and stuff. Yeah, right. that's right. To- that's totally true. That's totally true. So, but uh, I got to see Metroid Metal, so it was cool. Those guys are awesome, and that was I, I felt bad. That was um, I'm sorry, we're getting into like personal talk here. Uh, <laughs> that was when you were like talk- with your buddy at the uh, the dine, uh, you know, inside that restaurant, and it was right, like right. And, you know, like, I was just like, you know, he's with his friends, and I'm going to just, you know, I want to see Metroid Metal, so I'll just go watch Metroid Metal, and, you know, you can enjoy yourself. I probably would have just sat there and looked like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think so. I actually, I shocked quite a few friends, um, 
you know, because they're not into the whole gaming scene. And, and uh, I, I gave them a walkthrough and they were just like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah, it's that's like a totally different part of life that you probably didn't know exist, you know. And, <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of them were like, I kind of want to come back next year just so we can do this, you know, so, uh, yeah, yeah. And I loved all the street passes I got. That was awesome. 100 street passes on my DS. Wow. Yeah. Oh, was, really? Yeah, I got to, I defeated bosses in my, in the Find Me RPG, and I got so many puzzles. <laughs> I loved it. I think you missed, the, there was also a really big day where, where just a bunch of guys randomly set up uh, like a giant um mario kart 7 area and they were just like doing uh, little uh, little tournaments yeah. and stuff like that so i was looking i was kind of like keeping my eye out for people playing mario kart 7 and i didn't see very much of it so. yeah but honestly the, it was like it was like you you came for a day but you came on almost the wrong day <laughs> yeah that sucks i should have went saturday but i had already requested friday off and it was just kind of it was just easier to way that it worked for for home yeah, plus plus you got to go home and still have a weekend to yourself, so it's understandable. Yeah. You picked Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh well, this wow, we really extended the length of this thing. <laughs> uh, that's all right. I I think I think it's better to you know do the tangent stuff towards the end is always fine because we've already done the you know the game. It's not yes. like when you, when you listen to some podcasts and and uh, it's about like a web development podcast or whatever, and they spend the first forty five minutes talking about like a movie or like you know, where to get good coffee or something like that. And you're like, are they right. what the hell, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if people wanted to, they could have bailed already and got the central, uh, meaning of the podcast. What does it mean? What? <laughs> it means Petrie sucked. <laughs> or yeah. Teary, whatever else. Teary. Mm. It means I'm uninstalling. Oh, well, if I could have found it on my hard drive, yeah, I'd be it means you can't even uninstall. You know it. what? You <laughs> That's a feature, guys. It's a feature. You don't even need to un uninstall the game now. It's uh, <laughs> you're all set. Oh my goodness! Hard drive yeah. space is is you know it's valuable. It is. There's the hard drive shortages right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Really thinking about us. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. As always, we appreciate it, and uh, we look forward to doing the next episode and. Be sure to check out A Bobo's Big Adventure and head over to our website, leave some feedback wherever you want, go into the Game Club thread uh, or post, leave it there, leave it on Facebook, leave it on Twitter, shoot us an email. However mm -hmm. you want to do it, it, it'll work. We'll get it and we'll, we'll read find it. it. Yep, absolutely. So uh, for myself, Steve, and Phil and Randy, thank you very much. Yep, so thank you. Farewell, I'll be there saying goodbye. Thank you.